Hello and welcome to Power Connection with Pastor Tracy Stone. In this weekly podcast, we hope you have an encounter with God through inspiring teaching and discover practical ways to help you live a life of purpose. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Pastor Tracy Stone and would like to enjoy more resources and devotionals, including our weekly updates, we hope you'll visit our website at pccgwinnett.cc. In the name of Jesus, and the people of the Lord said, Amen. Glory shall be seen on me. He said it shall be seen. People are literally going to see the presence. You ever walked in, seen somebody after they received Christ and their countenance changed? I mean, they come down and they're so gloomy and depressed or there's just a sad look, but all of a sudden they get, they get Christ and their whole countenance changes. The glory of God. I understand that these are the last days. If you don't understand that, you're not reading your Bible the way you need to read your Bible. These are terrible, perilous times. When people are celebrating killing babies, when people think that it's, it's morally okay, we're living, in a, we're living in a mindset time of society that is so far from what God wants us to live. People are, they're they're preaching it one way or the other and there seems to be no balance of scripture today. There seems to be no rightly dividing the word of God. The Bible says in Matthew 24 and 12, it says, because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Iniquity is on the earth. And the love of God is waxing cold. Another scripture says in Matthew 24, 7, and nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And there shall be famine and pestilences and earthquakes in divers places. And all of these are the beginning of the sorrows. 2 Timothy 3, evil men and seducers or imposters shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. 1 Timothy 4, and the Spirit speaketh expressly that in the latter or end times some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing or deceiving spirits and doctrine of devils. 1 Peter 5 and 8, be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour. And I understand some people, they hear these scriptures and they get all upset and they say, well, we just need to close the church, sell it and just do away with everything because everything's just gone. It's just gone, gone, gone. And the church isn't going to do anything. But the Bible says that the Lord is coming back for his bride. He's not coming back for a shrinking, small, diminished, humiliated, non-glorious church. But he's coming back for a people that are filled with his glory and filled with his power. 
though the world is getting tired and wore out and defeated, I, I choose to understand that Jesus is coming back for a church that's filled with him. I know lawlessness is abounding. I, I know deceiving and seducing and evilness is all through the, through the world, but I read a scripture in Joel that gave me outpouring of joy in my spirit, and it said, and it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour my spirit out upon all flesh and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy and your young men shall dream dreams and your old, old men shall dream dreams and your young men shall see visions. I know there are imposters. I know there are deceivers. I know that there is deep darkness over the earth but the Bible says but the Lord. Oh, you might as well help me preach today because we're going to preach about the presence and the glory and the majesty of God because that's what the church needs again is a visitation of his glory. He said his glory will rise upon thee. The Lord spoke to me this week and said, you go into my sanctuary and you prophesy to the people that my glory is going to rise on them. Maybe you're watching today and you're saying, what is he talking about? I'm talking about the manifest presence of God that can change your life, that can change your future, that can change your destiny. Your circumstances are out of your control, but the visitation of glory and the visitation of God will change everything. Both darkness is covering the earth and the glory is going to cover the earth. Now, I don't know how glory and darkness is going to cover the earth at the same time, but what I do know is I choose to be on the glory side. I choose to let his glory shine on me. I know there's devils and there's, he's like a lion, but I serve the lion of the tribe of Judah. I don't serve the imposter. I don't serve the make-believe. I don't serve the one that's trying to be. I serve the one that is. He said, I am that I am. I don't serve the one that might be, should be, or thought he might be. I serve the one that says, I'm Alpha and Omega. I'm the beginning and I'm the end. I'm everything that you need. I'm your peace. I'm your joy. I'm your healing. I'm your direction. I'm everything that you need. What we need today is a visitation of the glory of the Lord. You say, well, pastor, what is glory? Glory comes from a word that means kabod or heaviness or weightiness. Glory, which is important to God. His glory is who he is. His glory is what he is about. You understand we come in and, and we sing songs in the service like, give God the glory. People admonish you from the pulpit, give God glory. What are you saying when you say, give God glory? Or God, I give you glory. What are you saying? You're saying, God, I love my house, but it's yours. I love my career, but it's yours. I, I, I love my car, my things, but Lord, it's all yours. To God, be the glory. 
So let me give you my interpretation of what glory. Glory is a visible manifestation or the visible revelation of the invisible God. Visible manifestation. And God expresses himself in several ways. The first way that his glory is going to be expressed in your life is the omnipresence of who he is. See, God is everywhere. Whether you're saved or whether you're not saved, God's everywhere. Whether we're sitting in the church this morning or somebody's sitting in a local bar or in a hospital, God's everywhere. Where can you go? David said, if I make my bed in hell there, you're there also. You cannot escape the, the presence of God. You can try and run and you can try and hide, but the presence of God is everywhere. Why do you think people sitting in a dark place in life feel the conviction power of God to be saved because God's there? So God is everywhere. You understand that? But when you go deeper in your relationship with God, you just don't know God's everywhere. Then you understand the abiding presence of God. So it's not just that God's everywhere, but he's abiding with me. Remember that old hymn, he abides, he abides. Hallelujah, he abides. It's not just God's everywhere, God's with me. Shout that, God's with me. Matthew 28, 20 says, Lo, I'm with thee always, even to the ends of the world. God said, with me when I'm on the mountain, he's abiding with me. When my family goes through trials and my children will go through issues, he's abiding with me. Some of you this morning are wondering, is God with me? I'm announcing God's with you. If you're saved, he's abiding. Hallelujah. If you're saved and you may be going through hell topside, but he's abiding with you. He's not just everywhere, but he's with me. And then I love the next level. It's not just that he's everywhere. It's not just he's abiding, but then it's the quickened. It's God's quickened presence. Maybe you've never been in life where you needed the quickened presence. But I've been in some places in my life when God had to show up and he had to show up quick. It's all of a sudden, out of nowhere. My God, I just felt him. You just go, you just worshiping along, and you just, my God, I feel the Lord. You just quicken. You ever felt that? I mean, you just, you just riding in your car, just you and the Lord, just all of a sudden. I mean, I feel like that today. It's the quickened presence of God. It's God suddenly showing up on your life. No, I could preach a long time on the suddenties of God. Suddenly, as a sound from of as a rushing mighty wind filled the house. Suddenly, as Paul and Silas were praising the Lord at midnight. Suddenly, God began to do mighty things. Suddenly, God showed up for you in the midnight hour. You're in that car and you're spinning out of control about to crash. But suddenly, the hand of the Lord showed. That's the presence of God. Suddenly, quickened. But not only is God everywhere, not only is God with me, not only is he quickened to my life suddenly, but then there's the dynamic presence of God. It's kind of like we're in this service right now where I feel God and you feel God. 
It's like when God fills the room and his presence. His presence. His presence begins to feel not just me, not just you, but the whole place. When Solomon prayed the declaratorial prayer, the Bible says the glory of the Lord filled the place. The ministers couldn't stand to minister. The singers couldn't stand to sing. Why? Because the reason of the glory of the Lord. What the church needs today is a visitation of the dynamic level of God's glory. Where we can be so secure in Christ that we can just step aside and say, this is out of man's control. This is out of what I can do. This is the Lord. But then it just moves right into the demonstrated level of the glory of God. See, because a lot of people say, well, I just don't want all this feeling stuff. It goes beyond the feeling. And it goes into what you can actually see. You begin to see the workings of God. You begin to see the manifest presence of the Lord working on people's lives. Whether it be a salvation, whether it be a drunkard that is sobered up in the presence. Maybe you hadn't seen that, but I've seen it. Maybe you hadn't seen someone so stoned out of their mind, no pun intended, but stoned out of their mind. Some of you didn't get that. That they didn't know where they were at, but the presence of God moved. And they immediately began to be in their right mind. When God's glory fills the church, people are going to see it on the church again. When God's glory's in the room, you don't have to go tell everybody, hey, God's glory's here, you know he's here. When the visitation of God comes, he announces it for himself. Boldness comes back to the body of Christ. Your, your senses are aware that the glory is in the place. I can tell you the demonstration of the glory of God. It has been around for a long time. In the Old Testament, the glory of God came by a pillow of fire by night and a cloud by day. It came in a burning bush to Moses. It came in a whirlwind by the Red Sea. It came in a storm crossing the Red Sea. It came in the fire that fell on the service in the upper room. It came as cloven tongues like as a fire. It fell in Cornelius' house and my prayer, my aim, Lord, send us your glory again. Moses prayed for it. Lord, show me your glory. What I'm praying for today is that the glory of God would touch your marriage. That the glory and the presence of God would permeate your thought pattern. That the glory of God would grab a hold of you. God, revisit us. Isaiah 40 and 5 says, And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed, and all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. God, so let it be. 
Habakkuk 2, for the mouth, for the earth shall be filled with the knowledge of the glory, as the knowledge of the glory of the Lord as the waters covered the sea. Lord, drown us in your glory. Immerse us in your glory today. Come on. Let us be saturated with your presence. Oh, God. Just one moment in your presence. It's going to change that young life. Just one moment in your glory, Lord. It's going to restore that marriage. Just one moment in your glory is going to rejuvenate the dry, weary soul today. Ezekiel gives us a picture of glory. As he steps out into ankle deep. We've got too many ankle deep Christians. We've got too many of us sitting on the pew and we're just splashing around. You know how you see kids at the pool and they don't go in the water. They just sit in the ankle deep and they just splash and making all this noise. I'm like, is there an adult pool anywhere? Because they're just making all this noise and they're not really doing anything. And that's what a lot of church people are doing. We're just splashing around in ankle full. We're doing our Sunday thing and in the world we live like we want to. Lawless and sinful and deceived and we think we're all that. But then a few more of us, we, we get into waist deep. You know you go out in the ocean and you, you, you kind of go out waist deep and you can kind of control it. You kind of still got control of what's happening to you. The waves are hitting you, but you still kind of got control. If you need to get out, you can get out. You understand? So some of us in our relationship with God, we got just enough of God that we can still control it. We don't want God to get out of control. I would to God that some of you left today and your mascara was running. Your suit was all dishuffled. Not because I want to see you leave a mess, but so you get wrecked in his presence. That you abandon yourself for him. Out of control. But then Ezekiel said, I went a little further. And I got out, it was over my head. And I couldn't touch bottom anymore. All I knew how to do was start swimming. He started swimming, and that's what I want to do. I want to get in a place where I'm not in control, but I'm totally up to him. It's up to him. Sink or swim, live or die, rise or fall. It's up to you, Lord. My life is not my own. My life is in your hands. I'm swimming in the deep waters. See, if you can't swim, mom, her mom told her, don't get in the water till you learn how to swim. I mean, I'm thinking, huh? Don't get in the water till you learn how to swim. Well, guess what? Mom passed and went to heaven never knowing how to swim because she wouldn't get in the water. And that's what's wrong with so many Christians. We get so little of God that we never swim. We constantly are fighting flesh issues that one moment in his presence, he'll kill it. 
We're constantly up and down and on highs and on lows and in and out and just constantly living. Aren't you tired of living like that? I mean, really, aren't you tired of having fullness and then being empty? But if you get into a place with God where you totally surrender into the presence of God. So you got to go not just halfway, you got to go all the way with God. Because the Bible says God's going to fill the earth as the waters cover the sea with his glory. See, in the Old Testament, the glory of God, it fell randomly. I mean, the glory would be here, and, and it was a pillow of fire, and it was a cloud. I mean, they had to constantly be looking for where the glory was going to be. But Jesus said... I have rent the veil from top to bottom. No longer do I fill buildings of brick and mortar, animal skins and tents with my glory. But know you not that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. God wants to fill you with his glory. Listen to what he said in Hebrews 2. Thou madest him a little lower than the angels. Thou crownest him with glory and honor. Thou hast set over him the works of the hands. Not just Adam, but you. Because God restored back to us authority that Adam lost. I'm taking my time and I'm going methodically today. Because the Lord said his glory is going to fill this place. And I don't want people to think that it's some kind of an emotional, stirred up something we did. But I want people to leave this place knowing it's an authentic. Untouchable presence. Listen to what he says now. Romans 3. For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. I don't care how righteous you are, we, we don't deserve his glory. It's only through him. In Romans 1, 23, and have changed the glory of an uncorruptible God into an image of uh, like to be corruptible man and to birds, the four, four-footed beasts and the creeping things. He says, when Adam sinned, he, he discovered. He discovered, I'm naked. It wasn't until he sinned that he discovered he was uncovered. Well, pastor, what was he covered with? He was covered with the glory of God. But when he sinned, the glory fell. And he went, listen now, and he went and found leaves and fig leaves and sticks and he did everything he could to cover himself with a substitute for the glory of God. And since Adam till today, people are still looking for a substitute for the presence and the glory of the Lord. When Adam realized that he had uncovered, when the Lord was looking, he said, Adam, where are you? He was hiding. See, when you step out of bounds and you're out of place with God and you're out of the covering of the glory, you begin to be afraid. 
God is fearful to you and you're afraid of the touch and you're afraid of what God wants to do in your life. And then the devil puts all these thoughts in your head that God doesn't love you and God, you, you've been too bad and you've done too much and you're too sorry and you don't deserve it and he's not gonna bring you in. But I wanna announce the glory and the mercy and the grace of the Lord said, I don't care what you've done and where you've been and how long you've been gone. My glory and my presence and my forgiveness is extended to you. For John 11 says, Send I not unto thee that if thou wouldst believe, thou should see the glory of the Lord. In John 17, 22, the glory which thou givest, I have given them that they may be one as we are one. So understand, God's not filling us just so we can just, we can walk around and say, woo, we felt the glory. No, he's filling us so that people outside of grace, outside of the haven of rest, outside of the mercy of God. When they look at us, they can see the glory of God. His glory is resting on the church. And when the rapture takes place, that glory, look at this mortal, is going to change to immortality. And this corruption it's going to be changed to incorruption. But in the meantime, but in the meantime, he's dressing us with his presence. I don't know about you, but I am so hungry for the presence of God. Stand with me. I want to give you these last points, but I want you to stand with me. Singers, I want you to go ahead and get in place because I want to give this last but I don't want any distraction because I want people to get it. Isaiah 52 says a powerful word to us. And I want to read that. Isaiah 52. Turn there. If you have your Bibles, just get them out and turn right on to Isaiah 52. Let's read it together. He says, awake, awake, put on the strength of Zion. Put on the beautiful garments, O Jerusalem, the holy city. From henceforth there shall be no more into the uncircumcised and unclean. Shake thyself from the dust. Arise and sit down, O Jerusalem. Loose thyself from the bands of thy neck, O captive daughter of Zion. I want to give you three quick, I'm not going to preach on this, I want to pop them to you and then we're going to pray. He says, shake thyself. Church, it's time that we wake up. Hear what I said, praise community, it's time to wake up. It's time to wake up your spirit. It's time to wake up your soul. It's time to wake up and say, I need the glory. I need the touch of God. Secondly, it's time to dress up. Did you hear what I said? It's time to wake up and it's time to dress up. It's time to put on beauty for ashes. It's time to put on the joy of the Lord. It's time to wear the glory of God. Amen, somebody. 
It's time to take off worry and take off meaningless living and take off frivolous thinking. And it's time to put on the righteousness of God. It's time to dress ourselves with the glory that when people see us, they say, I want what you have. It's time to wake up. It's time to dress up. And thirdly, it's time to break free. It's time to break free. Break free. I see the woman bent over. The woman reaching out to touch him. Bent over. Struggling. Touch the glory. Touch the hem of the garment. Touch the presence of the Lord. Touch him. And when she touched him, freedom. 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 Somebody needs freedom. Freedom from self. Freedom from worry. Freedom from the old thoughts. Freedom. Freedom from old religion habits. Freedom. 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 We're dressed with something the angels don't even have. My God, I feel it in this place. The angels don't even have what we have. The glory. I said the glory. Let me have that, Reggie. The Bible says that the glory. I know this is just a cloth. I get it. But I want you to imagine glory. Glory. Glory covering my family. Glory covering my children. Glory covering my marriage. Glory covering my body. His glory. The visitation of His glory. It's time to wake up. It's time to dress up. It's time to break free. Why? For the glory of the Lord has come. Join with me as Moses asks, Lord, show me your glory. Come on, ask the Lord to show you his glory today. Ask the Lord to show you his glory. Show you his glory. Show you his presence. Hallelujah. Some of you, it's been so long since you've moved into the presence and the glory of God. It's been so long since the manifestation. Some of you are new and you're wondering, Pastor, have you lost your mind? No, I'm just trying to tell you there's seducers and there's evil spirits and there's, there's liars and there's all kinds of false doctrine telling you the glory's not for today, telling you the power's not for today, telling you it's, it's, we just need to be calm and reserved. You just keep on in your little waist deep water all you want to. As for me and my house, we're going to rivers to swim in. 
Hallelujah. Lord, let your glory come. Come on, sing it, pray it, declare it. Lord, let your glory come. Come on, church. Lord, I'm hungry for your glory. Lord, I'm thirsty for the glory. Lord, I need your presence. I need your presence, Lord. Come fill this place. Come fill our homes today. Come fill our come fill our, our, our lives, Lord, and make us happy again. Make us joyous again. Lord, fill us with your glory. God, I'm praying that young men and women will be filled with the presence today. God, I'm praying that young married couples will receive the glory today. God, I'm praying that senior adults will receive a rejuvenation of glory today. Lord, let your presence come today in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Let me tell you, he can do in one moment with his presence and what we can do in a lifetime his glory Lord fill this place with your glory thanks for listening to this edition of Power Connection we hope that this has been a blessing in your life and that you'll share this and other great resources with your friends visit pccgwinnett.cc for new teaching and free podcasts and videos and be sure to connect with us via Facebook at lcog.pccgwinnett on Twitter at pccgwinnett and on Instagram at PCC Gwinnett. Thanks for listening to the Power Connection Podcast, and have a great week.